Welcome back to Financial Freedom 101. My name is Robert, and this is episode 24. If you are an investor, especially a property investor, one topic you have most likely heard about is the use of other people's money, or OPM, to fund your investment. If you are new to investing, this is probably very difficult for you to do as you have no experience. After all, why would somebody want to take a risk on you if you have no experience? especially when we are talking about the large sums of funds required to purchase a property. Well, today is a special treat for you as we will be discussing one of the topics we teach in our Wolfpack Academy Property Investment Training, finding investors to fund your projects. Getting started with property investing is not easy, and those that choose to venture down this pathway are hit with a number of roadblocks when getting started, the biggest of which is funding. In the U.S., the percentage of home ownership as of 2021 is around 65%, while in the U.K., this number is slightly lower at about 63%. On top of this, the average age of the first-time homebuyer is 34 in the U.S. and 32 in the U.K. What these statistics show is just how big of an investment buying a home is, with the main reason being the cost of purchasing, as most do not have the 50 60 or $70,000 or pounds, depending on where you're at, to put down. The use of other people's money is key in building a portfolio of investment properties. Very few people have the funds to purchase one property, let alone multiple properties on their own. In our investment training, we show how it is possible to take an initial investment of £130,000 to purchase three or even four properties through the use of traditional loan options like bridging loans and mortgages. But how many people have £130,000 that they are able or willing to invest? This proves to be even more difficult if you are an international investor and are doing things remotely. Not only do you have to worry about exchange rate risk, but you also have to trust other people with your money to execute your vision. The teaching of how to find and use other people's money for property investing is not new, and a number of property investment courses have this as one of their lessons. Many even talk about the use of OPM by international investors as well. In fact, There are several companies that tout the fact that international investors can even use OPM to get started in their journey and become financially free through the use of OPM in a matter of one, two, or even three years. I sat through several training sessions with various companies that paraded a number of international investors across the stage and had them give their testimony on how they used other people's money to buy dozens of properties throughout the UK and became financially free within two years. The one key fact that they failed to highlight and the individuals just simply glossed over was the fact that they were international investors in name only meaning they were not UK citizens. They didn't highlight or stress the fact that they had lived and worked in the UK for several years. They knew the areas they were planning on investing in, they could manage their own property, and all of their investors were people they had known for many, many years. One of the best examples was a South African that had lived and worked in London as an investment banker. He had mentioned that he'd managed hundreds of millions of pounds worth of investments for his day-to-day job, but decided to start investing for himself. He was able to get a number of his clients to act as angel investors for him, 
helping him to get started and eventually left his investment banking job to do property investing full time in less than two years. There were still others that came and talked about their move to the UK to work normal office jobs, then also decided to venture into property investing. They were able to tap into their local network for funding and eventually were able to quit their jobs as they had become quote-unquote financially free in a few short years through the use of other people's money. I'm not sure about you, but I find that there is a big difference between these so-called international investors that live and work in the UK and an international investor living in a different country while investing in the UK. Additionally, the risk involved with investing in somebody that lives in the UK, you know, somebody who can view and manage the properties, is a lot less than investing in somebody that lives in another country that has to rely on others to manage the property for them. This difference is amplified when you take into account the inexperience of a beginner property investor. I've spoken to a lot of high net worth individuals over the last couple of years, and they have all wanted to know the exact same things. What is my track record? What type of returns have I received? And how much of my own money have I invested? These questions are coming from individuals that can easily afford to risk 50 or even 100,000 pounds, but recognize the high risk involved with investing in property remotely. How much more cautious do you think a regular investor, you know, somebody who may only have a maximum of 50 or 100,000 pounds in their savings account, is going to be when deciding on whether or not they should lend you money to support your investment journey? The other part of the equation that most training courses fail to talk about or simply gloss over is the fact that you have to be able to pay these individuals back their investment, plus interest. After all, nobody's going to simply give you money, let alone lend you money for free. They are going to want to see some sort of return on their investment as well. Out of all the testimonials that I have heard from these quote-unquote international investors that have used OPM to accelerate their journey, I cannot think of a single one that spoke about their concerns of being able to pay back the investor or what the terms of their agreements were, i.e. interest rates, length of contract, etc. While I understand that there are privacy laws to consider, stating the concerns or terms of the agreement without providing details of the loan amount, the lender, the property being invested in, do not violate the data protection laws. We have acted as angel investors for a few projects, both rental properties and developments, and we're always able to get the general terms offered to other investors. While I could be wrong, what the lack of information is telling me is that most of these so-called international investors had enough capital in the bank to cover most, if not all, of the funding that they were receiving. Having said all of that, please know that it's not impossible to get funding as a true international investor, even if you are just starting out. There are a number of individuals within our network that have successfully found individuals willing to invest in them through the funding of their startup capital requirements. All it takes to find these investors is extra work and effort on your part. The biggest thing you need to do is to understand what the investor's concerns are and what questions they're going to ask. If you know and understand these things, you can prepare your responses ahead of time. Before we discuss the questions and concerns of an angel investor, I have a free tip for you. 
unless the investor has asked you to come and talk to them specifically about investing, do not ask them for funds. This may sound backwards, but if you think about it, it makes sense. How do you like meeting somebody for the first time and they straight away ask you for something? How many contacts do you have on Facebook or LinkedIn that never message you, never comment on your post, and only contact you if they need something? How many of you actually respond or entertain their request as well? I'm willing to bet that the vast majority of you hate it when this happens to you. Now consider what these investors think as they have this happen to them all the time. Instead of asking them for money, ask them for advice. Ask them to review your business plan, give you pointers on what you can add or delete from it, or even simply just talk to them about what you are doing, especially if they fall into the category of a normal or average investor. By doing this, you do not come off as pushy, and most are more willing to listen to your whole pitch or presentation. Additionally, this also plants the seed for potential future consideration. How many of you have been a victim of a hard sale? Buy within the next 24 hours or lose out forever. And simply walk away and vow never to buy that product. It's all about building that relationship. As the old saying goes, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. With all of that said, once you are able to speak with a potential angel investor, how do you convince them to actually invest in you despite your lack of experience? As I mentioned earlier, it's all about knowing what their concerns are and what questions they are going to ask. You need to understand both their question and their concern as it's not enough to simply answer a question. If you have ever been to a job interview and were asked, what is your greatest weakness? The interviewer doesn't care what your greatest weakness actually is. What they are really asking you is what are you doing to overcome that weakness? It's the same with angel investors. Angel investors are not simply asking you what your experience is. While they want to know what your actual experience is, what they are really asking you is, how are you going to protect my money? If they ask you what risks are involved with investing in you, again, they want to know what the risks are, but what they really are interested in is what you are doing to mitigate those risks. When thinking about these questions, especially the experience questions, most new investors will say they have zero experience or very limited experience. If they are asked how much money they have risked, they again think they have little to no money actually risked. My response to them is they have more experience and more invested than they actually realize. We spoke before about the mindset and how having the right mindset is everything. It's key to continuing your journey. Think outside the box when answering these questions. Have you taken any property investment training? Have you spoken with property-related professionals or built your power team? Have you been spending time running numbers on potential investment properties? Have you been an angel investor yourself? All of this actually helps to build your experience and should be highlighted. As for how much do you have invested, what's your time worth? It's not just a dollar amount that you physically invest in a property, but how much have you spent on training? How much time have you spent doing your research, your due diligence, and growing your power team? I don't know about you, but my time, it's worth a lot.
We have all heard the saying, time is money, and in this scenario, it's invaluable. Now, when it comes to addressing the concern of mitigating risk, as well as experience level, this is where your power team is crucial. The reason we named our company Wolfpack is because it's all about the pack, the team. The strength of the wolf is the pack. This doesn't matter if you are brand new or have been doing this for 10 years. It doesn't matter if you are local or international. If you do not have the right team in place, you are not going to be successful or will be too burnt out to enjoy the success that you do have. When talking with potential investors, you need to leverage the strength and experience of your team. We have three properties. We have had JV properties and are investing in developments. But guess what? We still have members of our power team and our network check our numbers, help review the deal, and give us input all in an attempt to ensure we don't forget anything and the investment is sound. We rely on our power team to recommend builders and other vendors. If I cannot get recommendations, I ask to see if they have any information on individuals that I find and vet myself. As an international investor, your power team is where your experience and the risk mitigation measures lie. Collectively, my power team and network have well over 100 years experience in property investing. What angel investor wouldn't take that into consideration? The final, or at least the final one we'll discuss today, concerns or question that the angel investor will want to know is what's in it for them? What do they get in return? Although this question is focused more on the interest rate you will offer them, what they really want to know is how you are going to be able to pay them back their money. The way you address this concern is by showing them case studies and examples of different property investments. This again is something you need to rely on your power team for if you are just starting out and have no investments of your own. Investors don't want to see theoretical examples. They want to see current and recent real figures from actual property investments. The reason for this is because I can come up with a number of examples in which I get an infinite return, i.e. I'm able to pull all of my money out of the property when I refinance. But in reality, most properties will return around a 20, maybe 25% return after you refinance, especially for international investors. This might not sound as impressive as an infinite return, but I don't know any investor that would pass up a 20% ROI. If you do not have any real examples to show, ask your network to use one of theirs. This may not be your property, but you can tell the angel investor that these are the type of returns that can be expected from the deals you are looking at. Additionally, these examples will be what hooks the investor. Remember the tip from earlier? Any investor reading your business plan or reviewing your presentation will most likely ask more questions about this section, not only because it's a key element of your plan, but because they are interested in seeing these types of returns. Whether you are just starting out or have been investing for many years, using other people's money to purchase investment properties is key to growing your business and accelerating your journey. While finding OPM as an international investor, let alone a new investor, is difficult, it's not impossible if you are able to adequately and confidently address the concerns 
of the angel investor. Although as a new investor, you may lack the quote-unquote business experience most angel investors want to see before they invest, there's a lot of things you can do and are probably doing to address this issue. Additionally, the best way to address the concerns of an angel investor is by leveraging the strengths of your power team or network. Your power team's experience can easily make up for your shortfalls or lack of experience. Are you looking at ways to raise funds for your investments or to accelerate your journey but don't know where to start or how to do it? Are you new to investing and unsure how to leverage the things that you are doing to address the concerns of possible investors? If so, we are here to help. We at Wolfpack Consulting want to be part of your team and are here to help you. We have been in your shoes and understand the struggles. We know the roadblocks, the obstacles you are facing, and how to overcome them. If you want to know more or have questions, visit our website and drop us a message or comment on this episode. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and hope this was helpful or at least gave you a new perspective at looking at what you are doing and how to leverage support for your journey. Join us again in a few weeks as we continue to address all things relating to financial freedom. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And until next time, have a great week ahead.